Maybe we just start every every uh, episode with a long bong rip. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to the first Back of House podcast. This is your boy Deal, Phil, Ben. Ben is our engineer. He's not that important. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be here, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> when we started this. And how you feel about finally starting our podcast? Uh, we've had it in the works for a little while. Uh, we ended up adding Ben along to our idea because he knows a little bit more about it than we do. A little we, bit. Like, he knows... Way more. Yeah. Plus, so, he, he, you're like, I'm, I'm doing this right now, actually. <laughs> yeah. so I'm taking credit for this. Like, someone's, definitely, because he so, has the equipment. Someone's actually running it. Yeah. Right. But uh, I think the first thing we should start talking about for our pilot episode mm-hmm. is how 2020 has gone so far. Dude, 2020. That's people's favorite thing to complain about this year so far is the year itself. Exactly. 2020 was so bad it made us forget about 2016. Think about that. Damn. Oh, damn. Yeah. 2016 was a... Woo! Man. I'm going to say 2019 sucked for me. Really? Like, on, on a personal I level. I actually thought 2019 was one of the better years. I really, Wait, I no, really I, I, I'm it. not talking about, like, like outside of your life. I'm saying, like, your personal. Personal, yeah. Oh, personal. Uh, like, yeah. Like, I'm saying, like, my personal yeah, life personal. Like, sucked a lot last year. So, like, this year it's been great. And, of course, it would be the same year when, like, everything... Everything, everything is happening. So... It, for sure, I want to kick it off by saying the first month, Kobe died. Uh, dude, I almost forgot about that in dude, January. Man, uh, like, that was, man, that really messed my head up. Yeah. Um, uh, you always hear great stories about Kobe and everything. I'm just surprised. This is going to sound kind of bad to start, but I'm just surprised it doesn't happen more often with celebrities because so many people use private air transportation yeah it's like if it were to happen to anybody it would be him because he used the helicopter basically every day for like commuter travel because the, tra- the traffic in LA is so terrible and he was just a great example of what a father should be because the reason why he did the helicopter thing were to spend as much time with his daughters as he possibly could so you know just a stand-up guy then his daughter was with him like that was just it was definitely a shock. I, yeah. I, sir, I saw it first scrolling through Instagram. Same. I like, I like was like I'm not a big NBA fan or anything, so yeah, I, wasn't, I didn't know too. I, I guess like it didn't affect me as much because I wasn't yeah. the biggest fan. But even I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy! It's the first and only Pelicans game I'd actually ever been to. Mm-hmm. Kobe played. Oh, it was against really? the Lakers. It was crazy. Yeah, because we also sat like almost ringside, so we're sitting. And um, one of my buddies had the tickets. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy because at a Pelicans game, sitting that close to the court, it's almost all Lakers fans. Yeah. It's yeah. just crazy how, like, the energy that they had around just his name. Because mm-hmm. then they start chanting the second you walk out, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Yeah, and then, like, it was just, it was, it was an interesting experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Here's a question. Do you think his him dying at, you know, a young age is going to, you know, like when, whenever a celebrity dies, at it, you know, from something other than a natural cause, it always like kind of cements them as like a different status. I feel like, like, do you think that's gonna change? Like, if if Kobe were to like, you know, have lived out, you know, to old age or whatever, and then passed away, like, do you think he's definitely gonna be remembered way differently because he, he died, died so young? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. It's, he's gonna be. I mean, he's gonna have a statue. There's no doubt about that. But it's like he 
died so young, so he's going to be like immortalized and legendary because he was so young and he had so much more to give to the world. So most probably, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it's going to be different than if like Bill Russell died. Dude was like 96. <laughs> how how long has it been since he had retired? It hadn't been that long. No, well, I, I fact check it real quick. I don't I don't don't remember it fully, but it's like not even a good five years, I believe. Because I mean, he retired. Pretty he retired early. in 2016. Really? Four years ago. Whoa. You see, and it's been downhill from there. Wait, how old was he when he? He, he was what? He was in his 40s. He was 42. Yeah, I believe he was so. young. Yeah. Yeah, he was young. He wasn't that old. I don't know what the. It's definitely. It's crazy to think that out of everything that happened. That's on the mind too. That was, dude. It's October, and so much has happened in ten months. Like, you start to start like forgetting stuff. Like yeah. your mind, you put up mental blocks. It's like, oh well, now I got to deal with this. Yeah, it, he was forty-one when he died. By the way, forty-one, dude. My dad is forty-nine. That's crazy. Like, just my dad's sixty-two. <laughs> Damn. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Not to flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. Speaking of my dad, I want to talk about World War Three for a second. Because oh, <laughs> I remember, yeah. specifically, in January, I was in Broussard. I was leaving the baseball park. And I got a call from my dad, and he said, this is late, it was like 10 o'clock at night, and he's like, hey, on your way home, tank up your car, like, get home, because we're about to go to war. He like, was he dead, dead ass. Wow. Like, he was ready. Like, ass. he had been following this whole thing. He was like, it's going down right now. Get in the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> it's going, and it was like something out of, like, old 60s movies, you know? With, yeah, like, the, like the Cold War. Yeah, that stuff. kind of stuff. It's like, the sirens are yeah. going off at home. We need you home now. Yeah, like, that was my perspective. I don't know how it was for y'all. But I mean, uh, I just, I, again, <laughs> scrolling Instagram. It's yeah. usually how I end up first seeing everything. Social media ruins everything. Oh, yeah, like, I had, um, I had scrolled through, and I saw, it was a meme, and that's the thing, is that, like, memes just do not care. Yeah. So, it was a meme about World War III about to happen, and I'm like, what? And then I keep scrolling down, and then I eventually see that, um, that Iranian general was killed in Syria with a missile strike, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, then I started doing a little bit more research into it, and it, uh... I wouldn't say it's really a shock because, I mean, stuff happens all the time like that mm-hmm. with or without the U.S.'s public knowing. But, I mean, definitely a high-ranking officer and the way Iran responded was definitely interesting. Yeah, and especially um, when I saw his funeral and I saw those, like, six million people in the streets lining up for his funeral, I'm like, oh, well, because it's time to buy some bullets. Yeah. You know, you got to realize that we also live in the South, so I'm pretty sure, like, everybody carries a gun once you're, like, seven. So, you know. If you can hold it, you can carry it. Exactly. If you can walk, you can carry, basically. <laughs> but um, definitely, I didn't think too much of it. It didn't really bother me too much. It's not, I mean, it was just something else to add to the list, to be honest. But it was something to think about because the president was thinking about bringing up a draft. And we're all of draft age, so I'm like, Oh, well, you know, 
it's definitely interesting to, well, to... Well, no, I remember that, too. Like, that was, like, you know, one thing that... Because you always read those stories of, like, guys, you know, in the 40s that, you know, got caught in the draft, and they're like, you know, I was living my life, I was going to college or whatever, and, like, next day I'm in basic training, and, like, you had that... Or at least I had that thought go through my mind for a second, like, oh, damn, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I could be getting happened. shipped off, you know? Yeah, definitely Because <laughs> we all, like, to go to college, you got to sign up for selective service anyway. Right, yeah. So, Especially for guys, you literally just get something sent in the mail to you, and it's like, is your information correct? If so, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to think about this, too. I think that's, like, every developed country has something like that. Like, I mean, you look at Israel, whenever you graduate high school, you go into the service. Yeah, automatically. In some way, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's men's 36 months and women's 24. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, but it, men and women go. Yeah, like, no, it's everybody. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're also a country like Israel, you're surrounded by countries that don't want you there yeah because they've yeah, always had political unrest in that area so i mean i read the bible I know. Yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good to know yeah. i mean i don't i don't think that's gonna be risk there ever yeah so the next big thing that happened in the year unless one of y'all have something to add to COVID. the iran crisis i guess you can call it covid Okay, what's your timeline? Because for me, like, I remember everything. Like, okay, I remember in February. Again, this is my dad. My dad is like, he is also not working right now, so he (laughs) has more time to just, like, you know, delve into stuff. Right, like, his conspiracy theories just get more out of hand. The older you get, the more you believe in conspiracy theories, but we can get to that part later. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. But for sure, for me, not to interrupt you, but for sure, for me, this was big for me because I was in the midst of it. Now, if you know anything about Louisiana in February, Mardi Gras is in full effect. And I already planned the trip to go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. And it's a big event. Like It's like thousands and thousands upon thousands of people in a concentrated area in the French Quarter, in New Orleans, Louisiana. And it's just a big, constant party. Now, keyword, big constant party which means a lot of people and a lot of context so after i returned home from mardi gras you know we hearing all the headlines we had been hearing like bits and pieces in the media about oh you know people that are trapped in in china are soon going to be coming back to the united states and it was possible that you know it was going to be prolific and people were going to start getting it and yeah because covid didn't start breaking the news until i mean like serious news until early the year because i mean what first breakout was in october of last year it was almost a year ago in china yeah yeah in wuhan like well i I feel like talking about the timeline i feel like i remember seeing me like the meme timeline i remember going world war three covid like like the bat virus yeah whatever they call it it. at first they called it the wuhan virus then they said it was like xenophobic yeah so they changed it to covid19 but for me the timeline like Piggybacking off of what you said, timeline for me starts the day after Mardi Gras because that week, you know, we came back to work, came back to school, and, you know, it was starting to kick up. The cases were starting to kick up, but it seemed to focus on people that were in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. So, and we, like, (laughs) Mardi Gras people, Mardi Gras growers in New Orleans got blamed a lot for the, the big outbreak in that area for a while and it was like okay it's kind of a waiting game because i'm like oh am i gonna die <laughs> yeah like am I, am I gonna die like 
every time I, I get short of breath, I'm like, oh, is, is, it, is this it? Is this it? Like, then you start calling people. That was the hardest part about, I guess, the beginning because they're so just panicked because no one knew anything. Yeah. Like, and I, I mean, news stations sit there and that's what they sell on is like the panic. Right. People sit there and they're like, oh, COVID's coming to the U.S. It's already infected X amount of countries, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's coming. We're going for the hills. Right. And I mean, that's instantly what inspires fear. It's just pure panic. And that's all you're hearing 24-7. Yeah. Because I still man. remember after, Mar- after Mardi Gras happened, then like it was just kind of normal for a while. For like and a then, week and a half, I want to yeah, say. Yeah. And then probably about beginning to mid-March, mm-hmm. you started hearing so much more about it. And like this state has... This state in the U.S. has cases recorded. This state, this state. And for a long time, I'm pretty sure Louisiana didn't have any mm-hmm. to an extent. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, explodes all that, over the U.S. That also has to do with testing, too. Because yeah. testing and the mass, like the big gap in between that is what like really kind of made us spike a little bit later than other states. Had we started testing earlier, I feel like the data would have been you know better represented. But either way... We yeah. were like the epicenter for a while. And uh, Louisiana was, was bad. Yeah. But um, it was just, it was crazy because of how fast things escalated. Well, I remember like in February, like, again, going back to my dad, like big, like, <laughs> like con- for, love you, dad, but contrarian, like off the beaten path, like non-mainstream media, like that yeah. guy, right? Yeah. So like, I remember. So basically like an older demographic, like our parents' demographic yeah, yeah, and, and my like, yeah, my parents were older too, and my dad like came to me in like February, and he's always into like you know this like not conspiracy theories, but like stuff that he's saying is going to happen that's not on mainstream. He's like, he's like, I'm telling you, like in a month, in three weeks, you're going to be having uh, meetings at work on how to combat COVID. I was like, yeah, okay, then, good talk. Month later, we're doing yeah. that. And I, and I remember, like, you said, like, the panic or whatever. Like, yeah. I, you know, people that I was around, you always heard them throw around the word the plague, like that term mm-hmm. very like loosely. The new plague. Yeah. And, like, I feel like now, not to, I, I know it draws a lot of political views, but, like, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree, like, I forget what the death count they said for the U.S. has been, like, 200,000? Right now. Something it's, like, 210,000 now. About uh, yeah, four years worth of the flu. But I think, like, a lot of people said or, like, felt like, it was going to be like the, the bubonic plague. People were just going to yeah. be dropping dead left and like right. Like millions dead. Right. Like I think that was what a lot of people were. And I mean, the it was also a hard time because the COVID statistics, you always hear stories about like, oh, these states have these harsh lockdowns and then there's, you know, spikes here, spikes there, et cetera. And then some states were testing correctly. Other states were messing it up right. and mm-hmm. over-reported statistics. And then I heard certain stuff about, like, you know, people who died from COVID, as long as you had COVID, they counted as a COVID death. Yeah. Whether or not that's what actually killed you. Also, a lot of people got counted for COVID deaths if they had any type of respiratory-related illness. Yeah. Because testing wasn't, they couldn't really test the dead. Yeah. And so, you know, it was kind of like, oh, well, I guess they died from COVID. <laughs> you okay, Ben? <laughs> respiratory problem. I don't know. Got some respiratory problems there, brother? Ben. Do we do we need to get you tested? <clears throat> I have not been tested. I, I, mean, I, I had to get did, tested. Did anyone here get tested? Dylan had to get tested. Yeah, I had to get tested. Like I quarantined and everything, but I, I ended up not having it. But oh, like, I remember that. Yeah. yeah but what really hurt. pissed me off about that was <laughs> here we go. It took ten days for the test to come back. Quarantine is fourteen. 
So it's like oh, you were good. <laughs> yeah, I was good. Like I I had a fever for one night. And when, when I, did you get tested? Like two days after I had the fever. But no, like what, like what month? Like what month? What month was it? July. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was July. It was definitely like so. Still, when it was pretty summerish. Yeah. Like hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. So like July. Yeah. Honestly. For a little uh background, we all at one time have worked together at a retail store. That right now we're just called the house. Yeah, the house. Um, the house. Which motivated us to name this podcast Back House because we all worked at said place that shall never be named. The and house. it was it's always very interesting. So that's how we got to know each other a little bit better. Um, and then imagine you come back to work after like so they had emailed us at school and said university shutting down for COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. Going online. And you go to work, and they're like, okay, well, there's COVID. we got to start wearing masks, et cetera, et cetera. Well, no, we didn't. We were getting there because they started handing out masks for us to wear until they just had to, and a bunch of companies did this, started furloughing people, had to lay off people because the economy just took a plunge. I mean, it took a nosedive. Everything went to bear market. That's whenever everything started quarantining, and yeah. then they were more cracking down on how people were acting outside. We forgot about one big aspect of COVID. The toilet paper crisis. Yeah. The we toilet paper crisis of 2020. Like. That lasted like, what, two weeks? Probably. Like, dude, they didn't have toilet paper at certain stores like Walmart and Target for like a, a good weeks. A good week. Like, good month almost. Well, there, were, there was a time period the where like. Well, like everyone was freaking out, like, "Oh, we're gonna have Again, a national food the, shortage." That goes I was back like, to "No, the panic. you just need yeah. to give them time to like get their like, yeah, reestablish." <laughs> yeah, stuff. exactly. Because like, people like, are like, like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy 25 loaves of bread and freeze it because I like the way it tastes in the freezer." Like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's they're, they're like, "Oh yeah, let's freeze and hoard all this food." When that's like the worst thing you could do in a pandemic, especially whenever you have other people to think about. Exactly. Because I mean, the government is not just gonna be like. Our hands are tied, guys. Can't do nothing. Good luck. Yeah, they're basically, not gonna... people are also scared. Like, if it got bad, martial law was gonna yes, be put in. That's true. And um, it was gonna, like have boots on the ground and stuff. So at our particular store, we do sell ammo, and that was a hard commodity to come by for the longest time. Yes, literally, ammo. literally, they would have lines wrapping around our shopping center just to get just for a chance to buy ammunition and. That to me, that was kind of, that was like a knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean that. I remember it especially leading up to like the first, like the lockdown. Yeah, whenever they first started imposing. Like, it. I, I remember talking like, well, then because I actually worked in the department that would sell guns. At that night, we had, let me see, the, the night before the lockdown, from five to nine or ten, whenever we closed, we had we did between 40 and 50 gun sales. And that was just the people that like got, you know, approved to buy it. So that doesn't count that the other day, which doesn't always happen. Right. That yeah. doesn't count the other 20 or 30 people that, that got, got delayed, got delayed right. or denied. Yeah. And then that ammo shortage, I guess you could say, still mm-hmm. still happens to this day. I mean, like we still have trouble, you know, keeping large or large stock of ammo for yeah. certain calibers like 9mm especially. Yeah, on top of that, it's also hunting season. Yeah, and so, now it's hunting season, and people are just, you know, kind of just out of luck. Yeah. 
because people started stockpiling ammo back in March. Yeah. Well, I feel like the same thing happened. I mean, I was very young at the time, but I remember back in 08, they started, people were saying, oh, they're going to ban 22 rounds and stuff yeah, like that. Talking, like, yeah, every small time there's a huge. And like every, you couldn't buy 22 ammo anywhere no, for yeah. like a year. Yeah. That usually happens anytime a certain presidential election, if it sways to like, especially more towards gun control. So like 2008, President Obama got elected. Again, in 2012, Obama had gotten elected. Mm -hmm. And then, so, I mean, the Democrats are always more towards gun control. So that always happens with any major thing like that. Always. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're going to ban ARs. Let's start buying all of them. Yeah, that that's really the big topic now. Uh, this year, they're thinking about doing the assault weapons ban, which, I mean, come on, it's warranted. That they to have a certain extent. To a I certain mean, extent. I mean, it's hard to define what a, an assault weapon is whenever you're talking about, like, ARs and stuff like that. Because, yeah. like, I to me, an assault weapon is something that has capability outside of self-defense and... Whenever you get to stuff more towards like ARs and everything, the Second Amendment was put in place to protect from the government, which is most people don't realize. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can see why people are very latching on to not letting go on anything. Whereas in the meantime, I mean, criminals are always going to get weapons, no matter what you do. Yeah, you can't stop anybody from doing anything that they want to do. But, oh, yeah. you know, if you give them a harder time access to getting these things, you know, maybe you can prevent some things. I mean, COVID basically prevented all school shootings. Well, yeah, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Shoot the, school, shoot the Zoom call? Exactly. Yeah, like, oh, no, he's got a gun. Close his laptop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was actually a kid that got suspended because of that. Um, I can imagine. He, he was just, like, in his room, and he just had his little BB gun propped up. His little brother runs in the room, knocks it over, and he readjusts it, and the teacher sees it, uh, uh, like, calls administration, and this get, kid gets suspended. But my thing is, how do you get suspended from homeschool? Yeah. <laughs> like, you just don't log into the Zoom call? You can log in, but you can't listen. Yeah. But you got to be there. Yeah. Everyone else can talk, but you're muted. Yeah, you just got to look. Let's let's talk about Zoom real quick. <laughs> Man, I got big gripes with Zoom, yo. Okay. So fuck Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> just just, so, just laying it out there. Yeah. I know it's different from like we have a university standpoint of like being at school and college. It's a lot easier because we're adults. It's a little bit easier to, for us to relatively, relatively for yeah. some of us, it's kind of hard to open up a laptop and turn it on without uh you know going back to sleep. But <laughs> yeah, basically. But it's easier for us because I will make a broad statement that most people our age aren't complete idiots whenever they get on Zoom. Now, of course, you see videos of people getting kidnapped on their Zoom calls. Yeah, which are actually really funny. I kind of want to try it, but you know, none of my <laughs> none of my classes require uh, my camera. Yeah, but I thought it was very interesting because you see these kids having Zoom calls. And I mean, imagine being an elementary school teacher and just not being able to tell a kid just to stop talking. <laughs> exactly. Like, cause they, but they can, the teacher can mute they keep, them. The teacher can mute them, but yeah. I mean, if you don't have control of the classroom on like an actual, in an actual classroom, mm -hmm. how are you going to control an online classroom? Yeah, it's probably hell for the teachers. Hey, uh, shout out to teachers, man. You know, teachers are where it's at. Yeah. Underpaid. Underpaid. Shaping the minds of the future. 
That's scary. <laughs> it's rather frightening. It no, I feel like I can speak to the majority of I do not learn well through the Zoom A format. Freaking men. Yeah, I can agree with that totally. Um, shout out, I just had to drop a few classes because I, I don't understand how to um, do, my, do my work on time. I can't do my work on time or listen to lectures because um, my bed's right next to my desk. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you got to at least put a chair next to the desk because otherwise you get in the bed yeah. trying to get on a Zoom call. You're not making I've done that once. I've, I've gotten on a Zoom call in bed. I took my laptop off my desk. And, I mean, I have a chair. So, I mean, it's easy. I normally sit at my desk. Yeah. I took my laptop off my desk, laid in bed, fell asleep, woke up halfway through the call. And I just hear my teacher talking about uh, assembly, assembly instructions. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Is this one of the classes you dropped? No, it's not one of the classes oh, okay. I dropped. Oh. <laughs> this is, no, this is one of the only classes that I feel like I actually understand, which is microprocessors. Oh, awkward silence. But yeah, yeah, I can agree with the Zoom struggle because a lot of my classes, I'm a senior, so this is my second to last semester and I'm getting the senior artist kind of, and like, we also been dealing with hurricanes down here. And we'll get to, we'll get to that. that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But it's really, I have like no, little to no motivation to get up and get on Zoom. Just turning my work. And oh, yeah. Home. Especially, especially whenever like multiple professors are like, oh, yeah, you're at home. You have more time to do more work. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't. Please leave me alone. Because yeah. you also, they're not explaining stuff as thoroughly as they would in person, I feel like. Yeah, especially. I agree with you. Because a, a lot of the older professors and instructors, they're used to a certain type of way of teaching. And when you force them to change up their style, they're not as effective as if they were when they were comfortable doing what they were doing before. So, For however many years they've been teaching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, we have some professors, I know, especially... Uh, I'm in engineering, and I know, especially in the engineering department, there are professors that have been teaching there for like countless of years. Yeah, like, like forty longer plus than, years longer, longer than, than we've been alive. Yeah, basically. they're like, yeah, start teaching back in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, dude, you're like 80, 80 years old. It's like, try ninety, <laughs> and like they've been teaching the same way for years. And I mean, yeah, I get that you're so comfortable in that, but you can't just expect. And I like I, I feel bad for some professors, like especially those professors, because they have they still have that job, they still have to teach mm-hmm. online, even though they are one hundred percent not able to do it. Yeah, I mean some of them still have trouble uploading PowerPoints, let alone trying to administrate a Zoom call, run a PowerPoint, give a quiz, because I, I got a professor, he's like in his deep eighties and he Deep eighties. He yeah. Like 85, 86, like round it up to 90. I'd say it's more like mid 80s, but you know, you might as well round it up to 100. <laughs> yeah. For, while you're at it, add yeah, a couple basically. numbers, don't matter. Yeah. Sure, 160. What's the difference between 80 and 90, though, realistically? I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know. Friends. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a few more hairs. The ability to walk. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow, that's where we're going? Damn. All right. <laughs> I feel like for me personally, like, I, I think I was telling you this one time, I was like, I'm way more committed to anything particularly a class and like my education when like I know look this day I gotta be out of bed get dressed not look like an idiot drive to this place yeah. park yeah. get my backpack yeah. be here whereas like what you were saying if I'm just like, like 
Why even roll, roll out of bed? <laughs> like, what's the point? Roll out of bed two minutes before your Zoom call, like, turn it on, and you're like, no, I'm not doing this. Just leave. I've done this a couple of times. I've left my laptop open with the Zoom call going on, going back to sleep in my bed. My laptop's still on my desk, and then, like, I just make sure I'm marked for attendance. Yeah, basically. We put a screenshot on, and then, yeah, right, I hit it up. Like, who gets dressed for Zoom? Let's talk about those guys. Who gets dressed for Zoom? Dude, I had a class. Last semester, I've never turned on my uh, camera. I had on my one. I've, I've had one class. Two. It, classes, ma- it makes me feel so self like conscious to have your camera on. No, not really. Like I'm used to being in front of a camera. I just don't With like other people like live looking at you. Yeah. Like I just don't want to be like that. Like well, like most of the time on a Zoom call, I'm like on my phone or like I'm doing other stuff to be productive because I'm not really getting much yeah. out of their lecture, you know? So, yeah. like, I, I don't want to be that disrespectful to them. Yeah. And none of them require it, so what's the point? Yeah. I'm actually more of a fan of the teachers who will post a lecture that they've recorded and then post it at, like, normal class time. I have a professor that does this for two of my classes, one of them I dropped, because Life. I make bad I make bad decisions. <laughs> Speaking of responsibility, which I have none, but... Yeah. He, he records all of his lectures, posts them at the time that we go to take our class, and then we look through them, and then, like, we meet before the exams, because we have to go to campus to take exams in person, because, you know, yeah, who, we, wants to, who wants to cheat an exam? Exactly. Like, <laughs> who would do that? Yeah, who would? Who would, who would do that? Slimeball. Yeah, terrible people. Terrible. Have you ever cheated on an exam and still failed? Last semester, <laughs> dude. I tell you, I, I never failed and still cheated. But like, there's classes that are so hard that like, so for certain classes we had calls with other people, mm-hmm. and we would be in a call and like taking like quizzes and stuff too, like small things. Like the exams were a little bit more serious, but like quizzes and stuff, and we'd still be getting steady C's and B's on these quizzes. We could not get A's, and this is with all of the internet. Textbooks, three other people that took the class with me, and like that's just how hard it was. And I'm pretty sure our professor knew this, so that's why he definitely ramped the uh, up the uh, difficulty when he switched to online. Oh yeah, he probably oh he knew some numbers. He definitely knew. Yeah, because I definitely have Chegg open. Oh yeah, no Chegg. First off, shout out to Chegg. Shout out to Chegg. Not a spawn, but (laughs) Chegg is a lifesaver. Hey, you know, hey Chegg, if you know you want to pick us up. (laughs) <laughs> we're sponsor. We're poor, okay? <laughs> Support your college students that use you. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Yeah. And to think about going roundabout to 2020, the election hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, we, well, we what, three weeks out from the election? Yeah, what is it, November 6th? Uh-huh. Is the election day? And early voting starts the 16th here. Yeah. But wait, we need we didn't even get to the, the most recent thing that's happened for 2020, at least for the South and Louisiana. Oh, oh. Hurricanes. We've been hit by two hurricanes, pretty decent decent size, I definitely have to say. We're not talking no Hurricane Katrina that was, you know, almost a thousand miles across. Yeah. But definitely Hurricane Laura came in. And for Lake Charles. For Lake Charles in Louisiana, definitely got destroyed. Yeah. yeah. And um, Cameron, Louisiana, which is closer to the coast. Mm-hmm. They got hit by both hurricanes. Yeah, especially Cameron. Cameron specifically got hit by both hurricanes. And the first hurricane for Hurricane Laura, we ended up evacuating. And I mean, even at my house, like we could have stayed because we never lost power. 
Yeah. The wind was a little bad, but I mean, it's a hurricane. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I mean, you don't chance a hurricane. Yeah, like, but see, you say that, but I'm almost starting to be like, you know, I don't think this hurricane's gonna be that bad. Yeah, because we've gone through certain exactly. hurricanes. Like, like I've lived we, through Katrina, I've lived through Gustav. Exactly. Like we live here our whole lives, so it's like category one. Ain't going nowhere. Yeah, unless it is a major hurricane, which is according to the National Weather Service, a category three or above. Man, staying in that. Wait, house. is that yeah. is that gone that off is, of when it lands or when it like if it was ever categorized as no? It's a major it hurricane at category three and up. No, if, if it, it lands as a category. Well, it loses like, the major hurricane status whenever it whenever it drops from category three to two. So, like, say it's a category uh, three okay. in the Gulf, it's a major hurricane. It hits at category two, it's just a hurricane. It's just a hurricane, yeah. But Laura hit at a major hurricane. It hit at a major hurricane, but it weakened pretty quickly. Now, at it, least where we stayed, were. Yeah, well, we were we were good because we yeah. were on the outer edge. You know, we got a little yeah. bit of wind, but we never lost power. We. Uh, Barely lost shingles off the house. It yeah, didn't flood. I don't think we we didn't lose any shingles. I think we may have lost like three. What for? Laura? A whole house of shingles. Yeah, for Laura. Yeah, you know Delta, whole different situation. You know it's bad whenever it hurt. Whenever we go through the entire alphabet and then we had to switch to the Greek <laughs> <Yeah>. alphabet, <laughs> yeah. and it's still a major hurricane in the Greek alphabet in yeah. October. In October, I spent my birthday with no power, no power for three days. Happy birthday. Thanks. Thanks, Louisiana. Thanks. Nah, thanks the Gulf. Gulf of Mexico. Delta was a different story because Delta yeah. affected us more here, and it still had hit Cameron and Lake Charles and everything like that. Yeah, it but, passed over them. But we saw a lot more of a hurricane force here because, I mean, there were freaking streetlights that had gotten knocked down. Like, the entire pole was down. Yeah, uprooted. Yeah, there were trees uprooted all along the interstate. Whenever you drive, you could see them. Um, my house ended up one of the world birds off the top of the roof flew off. <laughs> uh, we lost a good bit of shingles. I say a good bit of shingles. a decent amount of shingles, more than Laura. Mm-hmm. And then what happened after that was um, one of the power companies, at least who we had, was out of power. We were out of power for two or three days after, which wasn't bad. So what, the storm hit like Friday night in our area? Yeah, it was Friday night in our area. We didn't get power back until... Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Maybe. Same for me. We, it might have been Monday. It might have been Monday morning. We didn't get internet back till what's today? When is that? <laughs> I still don't have internet. <laughs> we didn't get internet back till the day after that. We, and then we just got power back yesterday. Yeah, but you've been out of internet. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we don't have internet either. But like, that's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> but I mean, so like it took a while, and then the power company had whenever the hurricane first hit, eighty thousand customers without power. Yeah. Okay. No, because we have energy, and just in my parish, there were fifteen thousand people without power. Dude, there was it's crazy this, to think about. In just yeah. this, in just the region, there was eighty thousand without power. So I'm pretty sure that power com- the power company that we have is more it's regional thing. Sloka? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. that's, that's not a state. That's not a state thing. Yeah, it's a regional thing. Yeah, and they were they. Sloka doesn't um, like create their own power. They're they have uh, so one of their connections at I guess their um I don't want to say plant because I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. But like what I think it's called a what their, part of their network. Part of their network. Yeah. Had gotten knocked down. Part of their base network got knocked down. So before they could even start fixing customers' powers, they had they had to start fixing their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that like set it back instantly. 
And then, I mean, I think by Monday, still 50,000 were without power. Mm-hmm. I mean, but still, I mean, we're so spoiled. Like, yeah, I right know. now, like 21st, like, just think about how fast that is. Oh, yeah. Like, no, 80,000 people in four days all got power back. Like, yeah, that, that, that was the crazy impressive. part. The crazy part was, like, after the power went out, I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, Damn. you know, this actually isn't that bad. Like, you know, it's not too hot. It's still October. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was the thing is that, like, the coastal wa- waters in Louisiana were cold. Er, than the Gulf for sure. Yeah, because had it been warmer, it would have hit a major hurricane. Delta would have been a major hurricane. Yeah, because the Gulf is still warm, but, I mean, the Gulf sits along the equator, almost the equator, like, you know, yeah, it's relative to us. Yeah. But we had a huge cold front that came in beforehand, and, I mean, so, like, the waters near the coast were pretty decently cool. So I think that definitely saved us. And then, like, so the surrounding area was still cool as well. Yeah. So, like, even without power... We still weren't like smothering heat in the yeah. house, which surprised me because all the hurricanes that I've been through that like knocked out power for a decent amount of time, so like Katrina, Gustav, all these, mm-hmm. it was in the middle of the freaking summer. Yeah, yeah. The, or, like, like July, hottest, August, yeah, yeah the, like, hottest the hottest months. point. Yeah. And I mean, like you just die <laughs> yeah. with it that was, heat. It wasn't too bad for us either because you know it's kind of we're kind of fortunate because our air conditioner went off. So we already had window units set up. So all we had to do was plug the generator up. And it can run those it can <laughs> run those AC units a lot easier than a central air system. Exactly. Central air takes a lot of energy. You know, you don't you don't think about those things till you know you gotta like ration your energy. Yeah. That's really something to, you know, think about how much energy we probably just waste. You know. Oh yeah. But I mean, you also gotta think about it whenever you're running a central air unit. Like, yeah, so you have all these like window systems in mm-hmm. and that cools down the room yeah just the room not the entire yeah not the entire house, house because yeah. you still have like the bathrooms mm-hmm. you still have unless you sit in your tub with the window and the window unit that'd be awesome honestly yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you still have bathrooms you still have the living room you still have you know the dining room all this other stuff like if you want to if you want to run all of that cool then you'd still need that the power supply to all of it. Yeah. So. That's crazy. You know, we haven't been through a lot. And we still got two months left to go in 2020. Two and a half. Yeah. Any predictions for the next two months? Um, two, two and a half months? I don't know. I couldn't even... Because if you show me a list of all of the crap that's happened so far this year, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. What movie is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, things have happened, like, so... Like, it's like people are imagining the things that are actually happening. It's crazy how fictional a lot of things that are happening um, sound and feel. It's like, nah, this really didn't happen. And it's like, it's the news headline for like the next week. Yeah, and, something else. Yeah, and it's so bad to where we're so exhausted with things. It's like, oh, so what's October going to bring? You know? Oh, what's November going to bring? Oh, what's the summer going to bring? It's like, we're just tired. The next biggest thing I'm waiting for is the election. I think that's going to be the whole next thing. Oh, yeah. And we we already, we we left out so much stuff that happened for 2020 already, too, that we just won't have time to cover. Yeah. You lived through it. You know know what happened. Yeah. I I feel like that's the crazy thing is, like, I always look back to, like, people that are living in a historical time don't 
realize it. Yeah, like, until after it's happened. Exactly. After it's happened. That's actually a really good point. I never well, thought about like people, that. Well, yeah. people, well, people that live, like, you always hear stories of, like, people that lived in the 60s were like, Sixties are so boring. Like in the fifties and forties, we had World War Two and all this stuff happened. People that lived in the seventies were like, "Man, the sixties yeah. were awesome. The seventies suck." Yeah, and, like people will go mm-hmm. on decade, decade like that. And like right now, like this is such a crazy period in history. Yeah, like when we're old dudes, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine right telling our kids about twenty twenty, man? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna milk that shit with my grandkids. <laughs> I'd be like, I survived World War, <laughs> coronavirus. And two hurricanes. Exactly. Fought them with my fists. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't take me or my freedom. <laughs> me out there in my American flag speedo. American my... flag speedo. Wow, what a visual. American Please flag speedo. Oh, God. Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Got things to do, people to see, food to eat. No All right. That. It's your host, Dylan. Phil. Benjamin. And we're out. Peace. <laughs>